Welcome, witches. Welcome back to another episode of the Still Rooms Grimoire. I'm your host, April Eckweilen. And today is a, a very exciting day because we have a guest. So today's guest is the author of numerous books devoted to magic spells, witchcraft, saints, spirits, and the paranormal. She is the author of my all-time favorite spell book, Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells. Please welcome Miss Judica Illis to the show. Welcome, Judica. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I am I am so excited to have you and talk to you and hear just everything. I could probably take like hours and hours and hours picking your brain. Um, but let's just start. Um, let's start at the beginning. So your work, um, you know, obviously delves into the realm of magic and spirituality, folklore and such. Like what what initially like sparked your, your interest in this? Like, how did you, how did you come about in your practice in your journey to be here? You know, people ask me this all the time and I really struggle for an answer because I don't know. I have always been like this. I don't remember a time when these topics didn't interest me. Uh, my mother, you know, read me a lot of fairy tales and I love them. And I, you know, as I write, I have an, another book, Encyclopedia of Witchcraft. As I write in it, I have always identified with the witch. Like mm -hmm. I thought Hansel and Gretel was a terrible story because the witch dies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a horror story because those children do terrible things to the witch. Mm -hmm. I, I have always identified with the witch. And I mean, I was tiny um, and I, I had a family who had some interest in various topics. And so it, it was there for me. I didn't have to, you know, people will tell you, oh, I got my first tarot cards when I was 10 or I was 20 or things like that. But my sister brought home tarot cards when I was six. Oh, wow. And, and, and I stole them from her. <laughs> <laughs> I still have them. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I have always, always been interested in these topics. I uh -huh. have always identified as a witch or with the witches. I, you know, I, I, I know what side I'm on. Always. Like, I, I have no confusion, no ambivalence. You know, people sometimes will say, are you a witch? I don't mean that badly. And it's like, how can you mean that badly? It's the most wonderful thing. Exactly. Um, but, and, and how I got here is, you know, life just took me, some of it is self-directed. Some mm -hmm. of it was following my interests, but some of it was, you know, life sort of takes you on a journey and, and you, you adapt and you meet people and you read books. And I'm old enough that, you didn't necessarily when I was a kid you read the books you found mm -hmm. there was no Amazon where you could just you know oh I'm gonna read this it sounds right. like something I would like or oh I'm gonna read this it's gonna validate what I already think we were just lucky to you know I I grew up right outside New York City in New York City and right outside New York City okay. so I did have access to books that maybe if I had grown up someplace else, I wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. But even so, it, it was much more limited than what we have now. Oh, yeah. The amount of things you can get. I mean, just even by just on your phone, just looking up yeah. something and, and finding it, it's 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 crazy. So did you have like with with family and stuff like um, family members, were they doing anything like in the metaphysical realm or they they would not have described themselves as practitioners okay let alone witch or you know a word like that mm -hmm. but my mother and sister definitely had interests and I, I mean I, I think my sister you know my sister brought home because my sister's when I was starting first grade my sister was starting college oh wow and, okay and my and my sister and there's only the two of us. There's no mm -hmm. one in between. My sister 
went to Cooper Union in New York City, if that means anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. And at that time, the Samuel Weiser bookstore was right around the corner. Okay. So she would bring home stuff, palmistry books and numerology and astrology. And my mother taught herself to, to speak English by teaching me how to read very oh, young. So, wow. so I, I, you know, I was a child in a family of adults. No one ever said, oh, don't read that. <laughs> so you had you had that. free reign to just go and oh yeah. okay that's yeah that's awesome they wouldn't necessarily explain anything to me but they wouldn't stop me either hey you know, <laughs> there. <laughs> hey you know and, and so my mother my mother my mother was maybe more interested in witchcraft and spell casting and mm -hmm. she had been not necessarily in her family, but through other people, she had witnessed it and was exposed to it as a child. You know, some of the spells in 5,000 Spells are hers. She taught me. Um, oh, wow. You know, so, you know, oh. if my mother was here, she would deny knowing any of this. Oh, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome that you had that and you could, you know, read that stuff you in, and your sister could like, you know, bring that yeah. home and not yeah. have to worry about like hiding it or keeping it no, like, on the all. download. Yeah. No, I mean, I, a lot of people ask me that because that's their experience. You mm -hmm. know, what did, what, what did your family say when they found out you were, you know, interested in witchcraft mm -hmm. and, you know, speaking about my greater family going into cousins and aunts and uncles, I would say the worst thing anybody ever does with me is roll their eyes. Oh yeah. Same. I get, I, same. I get that you know, too. It's like, I, it's like I, oh. I, I, I'm sure I have relatives who think I'm, I'm the family idiot, but, ah, um, yeah. but, but uh, you know, an accomplished family idiot, but a family hey, idiot there you go. <laughs> but no, I mean, I never, I, I was never beaten for it. Um, my mother, my mother was, you know, my mother in a different time, if my mother if my mother was my age, maybe she would be a practitioner. Mm -hmm. My mother had the most amazing psychic dreams. She, you know, dreamt my college roommate was pregnant. Oh, which she was. Oh, but I, but I never would have told her. But she her dream was so accurate, and she had no way of knowing. Oh wow! I I totally spilled the beans. Just how could you not? Yeah. Wow. And that's, so, that's just, yeah. you, you know, having that and having, you know, the family that understands and everything is, that is, that's pretty awesome. I come from, I come from sort of tolerant people. Mm -hmm. I come from people who have, you know, various spiritualities, various religions. No one really said anything terrible about anybody else. I mean, not maybe behind our backs. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe privately, but but not to your face. Yeah, you were, you know, gracious to each other. Right. And, and I and I was taught to be like that. I was taught not to, not to expect everyone to think or believe the same way I did. You know, it's okay. Right. We and that's all... like pretty awesome way to be brought up. <laughs> you know, at that time, I did not realize because mm -hmm. it was just normal, and it seems. Mm -hmm by common sense but apparently it was awesome it's it very very much yeah. so so kind of playing off this you know your your books I have every single one of them sometimes more than one copy and sometimes oh. in in you know book form and then digital form and then audiobook form. it's Thank just you. I have you know it's just it's just one of those things but they you know they explore you know, the power of intention, you know, symbolism, ritual. Can you, can you share like any kind of personal experience where you witnessed, or I, I know you mentioned like your, you know, your mom and her, and her dreams, but like firsthand, like any kind of transformation that, or the effects of like one of these practices that you, that you write about? Oh, I mean, I, I, I try, you know, I'm not a hypocrite. So I try very much to write about what I know. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, people ask, and I'm sure you get asked also, people will say, do you believe this? Or 
I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And I, the word belief makes me nervous mm-hmm. because really we believe what we want to believe or we don't believe. I can't believe it. And so I won't. It, it has to be what you know. And I mean, I have had, I mean, I've had magical spells work. I've had invocations to spirits and saints work. My child supports, get your child support spells work. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm not selling anymore. I have really good love oil, drawing oil that literally if I put it on, um, I, I would always meet someone. It wouldn't mm-hmm. always work out, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's not that it, it, it wasn't a, a find your true love and get married oil, which, you know, sometimes you create something and you find out what it is after you've created it, mm-hmm. but, but Definitely, if I if I was going out someplace and I wore it, I I, I always had like a day plan by the end of the night. Um, so there you that, go. You know, that was effective. Okay. Um, so and I and I've seen it with other people too, and not every. I mean, I think that's very important for people to understand that not every spell works all the time. It is not a it is not a box of mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know? Right. Because that's a good way of it. That's a good way of, yeah, of, of explaining if you, it. If you go and you buy a box of mac and cheese and you follow the directions, you are, you know, and if you pay attention, you just, you know, you don't have to know too much. Mm-hmm. But if you just do what they tell you to do, you will end up with something that looks like the picture on the box. Mm-hmm. But magic spells are mysteries and they're wonderful. And sometimes they work out better than you ever dreamed Mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't work at all and those and because they didn't work doesn't mean that magic isn't real or that you can't cast a spell for some reason and there are you know I, i think the spells that don't work sometimes are more interesting than the spells that do work because mm-hmm. why didn't it work what, what what should i take from this what do i do next those are really interesting topics oh yeah i mean i mean my, my big i i got um <laughs> i i got us out of foreclosure my house almost went into foreclosure and i mean that's my 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 big miracle spell um i i was told i wouldn't get pregnant and i did Um, Uh And in both cases, a combination of magic, spell, and we can discuss what is a spell, um, Uh combined with spiritual invocation um, for the foreclosure, Oshun, the goddess Oshun. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar with her. Yes. And and for for conception, Lilith, who is both a, a giver and a taker of children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's interesting that you even that you know that you bring up ocean because behind me, in there, being that closet is my like altar space, and I have a little altar dedicated to her. <laughs> so a very good I friend of mine introduced oh. me. So yes, me too. <laughs> That's who I met her too. <laughs> there, there you go. There you yeah. go. But, so, but I find I, I find that that. You know, and I mean, I'm an author, so I say this with a little, you know, you can learn a lot of things from books and books are great and you should read everything you can. But also for for millennia, spells and spirituality, it's been transmitted person to person. Mm -hmm. And it's what you learn from the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that, that friend who who introduced me to her, I, we talk all the time. I'm like, Hey, I, I need to bounce some stuff off of you. You know, I, I need to yeah. do this working, you know, and it, and learning different things in different perspectives. And even like at, at the shop, when people come in, I always, you know, I tell my staff that I, that work, you know, at the shop for me, you know, we're a little bit of like a therapist. We're a little bit of teacher. We're this. I'm like, sure. because you know, you never know who's walking through the door and what they're going to need. And, you know, we, we've created this community to, uh, you know, allow that to help with that and pass yes. that information along. Yes. So, yes. so yeah, that's, 
I love it. So, you know, many of, you know, many readers admire your ability to explain like the, these complex magical concepts in really accessible ways. So with all of this and you, you with all the books you've had and, and that, and putting all of that information out there, how do you like with your own magical practice and your own knowledge, like how do you continue to let that grow and kind of evolve over the years? You know, it is very much just what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I have practiced differently depending on what my circumstances are and where I've been and how, how much time, how much free time I have versus, you know, do I have to really work hard at something else? Right. Um, how does it, I, I think one of the things is that for me, it is not, people will talk about, I mean, things that annoy me when people talk about well in real life i'm going to jump i'm going to go back to real life but it's all real life mm -hmm. it's all real life and my magical practice is in is integrated with everything else i do you know I, i'm the first draft of five thousand spells mm -hmm. um i sent it in and um my editor said but where are the spells and I realized I hadn't written them. I was just sort of writing them from my own perspective. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really, I hadn't really named them and I hadn't isolated sort of each one as a separate entry. And he, he couldn't see it. But for me, everything I do is magical. When I'm, if I'm making lunch, I'm not not magical mm -hmm. even if it looks mundane and sometimes that's a hard thing because sometimes we want to have the time to do you know to really ritualize something oh there's a full moon i want to put on my my power clothing my ritual clothing right i want to go outside and i want to i want to do all these things and you know our desires don't always mesh with reality yeah, you know the real the reality is is you know is I mean I I am not just an author I'm an editor and I work very long hours and I, and I'm a card reader mm -hmm. and as you said I mean sometimes somebody calls me with you know I have people I've read for for decades and if they call me with an emergency I I, I will stop and you know I have I have, my son is in the sixth house and I try to be of service yes you know the house of service the house of devotion mm -hmm. and so. You know, but it it, it it it's always there for me. I, I I think that in some ways my relationship with the magical arts is probably the longest and truest relationship that I've had. Yeah, I, mean, I fell in love with tarot cards when I first saw them. I still love them. I I you know all those things that I loved when I was five, six, seven years old. I still love them. They're still with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, that's awesome. You know, I don't know if that's an it, it's it's an evolution that sort of just just you know you're going down the road of life and you're just going to see where you go. Yeah, and it makes I mean it makes complete sense. And it's you know you mentioned about how you know your your magic is in the everyday. What we might think is is mundane stuff, but as we're you know like making our coffee in the morning and just right. you know doing that and getting dressed and ha even like the jewelry we decide to wear and things like that. It's just, it's all part of it. Everything. And sometimes I know, and I've even been guilty of it, you know, where I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm not doing anything. And you know, I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not walking the walk, but then I'm reminded, no, 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 you are. <laughs> you're just doing it with these little subtle things that maybe other people may not look at as magical or well, whatnot. You know, if I had, you know, if life had taken different turns because there were, there were a couple of years where I had a lot of leisure time mm -hmm. and 
I, you know, had an herb garden mm. and I ritualized things maybe more. I spent mm. more time devoted exclusively to ritual. Um, but then sort of my circumstances changed. Mm-hmm. I, I was a working single mother mm-hmm. and, you know, and the path took me to where I am now. Right. And if I thought that I was not working magically, I, I think my heart would break. Mm. So you have to find, you have to find the magic in the everyday. You know, they talk about everyday magic, but sometimes you have to find the magic in the everyday. Right. And a lot of what I do, um, for me, research is very magical. I love the researching. I, mm-hmm. I like researching better than I like writing. Writing is work, but the <laughs> researching, that's, it's very magical. You go down these rabbit holes ah. and find, and you end up with all these sort of spiritual, magical interactions. And the work that I do, I work with other magical people. Uh-huh. And so I do have these conversations like every day, every day I'm speaking to someone as an editor of magical books right so so that i mean that's part of my evolution who who do i who do i end up working with and what are they going to teach me because i learned something from all my authors mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah and being able to you know just learn from people even like like you mentioning learning from your authors when you know people clients and everything come into the shop it's like i've yeah. learned stuff from from them they're here they're here to get something from me but then i ultimately learn something from them and it's just like you know sometimes you're like wow well you know people ask you for things mm-hmm. and i don't know the answer but i don't like saying no so then i have to go find out exactly <laughs> you know that's very magical exactly exactly so let's let's talk about the 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 book the book that I just love I lovingly I lovingly call it like the yeah both of them I have the uh, the original British and I have the U.S. edition <laughs> I have both as well I love it so I call it. The, I call it the college textbook of spell books. Cause it's like that big, thick college, like textbook yeah. of, of a book. And, you know, it's got just this incredibly comprehensive collection of magical practices and spelled. So I, I have to ask what inspired you to just to undertake this task of compiling all of this. I mean, was there wow. like, that's how did you select stuff and how you just that's a story that's a story <laughs> I, I i wasn't originally i mean the short answer is a man called man named greg brandenburg inspired me mm-hmm. who, who was my editor but um i did not set out to be a metaphysical author that was just there are two different things about me uh-huh. there are two facts about me one is that i have had a love of the magical arts forever and the other thing is that I can write. Mm-hmm. And that is like my skilled label. Um, I never thought I was going to write about magic and witchcraft and spells and spirits mm-hmm. because I did not set out to do that because that was very personal for me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't closeted, but I was very private about it. I, You know, people mock you. Um, I, mean, I, I didn't grow up in the Bible Belt. I, I You mm-hmm. know, I grew up in the tri-state area. New York, New Jersey, but mm-hmm. um, you know, you always have to if you always have to explain yourself. I was just just sick of it, and I was a oh, very, yeah. very I get I, that. I used to be I used to be a really really shy person. I I was very insecure about. I, I if you had told me when I was thirty years old that I would be be speaking to a stranger like this, I would be so happy because I was so insecure. I had to learn English, mm-hmm. and it took me a long time. And so I was very insecure about that, but I can write. And I, I wrote, um, I still find pieces of it online. I wrote a funeral services website. People would hire me to, huh. to, to, to write things. And I could write, like if you, if you wanted me to write, I don't know, carburetors, I don't know anything about them, but I can research and I could write something for you if you needed mm-hmm. me to do it. So 
that is where I came in. But I did want to write, and I have an unpublished manuscript, and it is the in some ways it's the prototype for five thousand spells. Oh wow! On, on fertility, because uh, a big, a pivotal point in my life is um, that when I hit about twenty-eight, all of a sudden, n never having really wanted a child before, I really wanted to have a child. Mm -hmm. And it was difficult. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and I went, and I was, and this is before, I was like a forerunner. This is before all the fertility technology. And I was pretty sure that there was a way to get pregnant mag magically. And I went looking for a book and I could see the book. And I was sure someone had written this book. I couldn't find it. Mm. So I started researching. And so for, and, and, and it worked. I mean, I have, I, I'm the testimony. I, ha, I have two kids. Mm -hmm. um, so I, but I got hooked by the research. And so even after I had my kids, I kept researching and researching and I had tons of stuff. And at the beginning I was researching with blinders on. Mm -hmm. I was only documenting what was focused on my topic. But in the process of doing it, I would find all these interesting things, you know, spells for different things that I might or might need, but they were interesting mm -hmm. and somebody would need them. And after a while, I just started, you know, I would go back and try to find the thing that I had found and I couldn't find it. I couldn't remember what book it was in or somebody had told me something and then I didn't, you know, I couldn't find that person anymore. So then I started documenting those things too. And I just had boxes, shoeboxes and shoeboxes of note cards. Yeah. And eventually, the, I mean, for a lot, for reasons, that fertility book, which I guess I will try to, every couple of years I try to publish it. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I'll get lucky with it now. But it's mm -hmm. always been very lucky for me. Everybody, people, I send it out and people offer me something else. Mm -hmm. And there was a chapter of magic spells in there. And it landed on the desk of uh, the VP at Element Books, the original Element Books in Boston, mm -hmm. Greg Brandenburg. And he turned down the book like everybody else, but he liked my chapter of Magic Spells. And ah. he said, can you expand that into, into a book? And that became my first published book. And then I did, um, which was called Earth Mother Magic. It, it, it went out of print and is now available as Pure Magic. Mm -hmm. So... Um, then I did another book for Fairwinds, which had 150 spells in it. And he knew I was a spell collector. I would just, just collect the stuff because it was interesting. Mm -hmm. And then he started, and I wanted to publish my fertility book. And he, so I would, kept talking to him about that. And he, and he kept saying, well, couldn't we do a book with 500 spells? How about a book with a thousand spells? What about 10,000? <laughs> and, and, you know, he hooked me like a fish after a while. <laughs> After a while, I wanted to do it too. And I just, you know, people, I, the writing of it took about nine months, but I had years and years of collecting these spells. Wow. I had boxes of it. So um, I basically just, at that point, once I agreed to do it, we, we had bitten off more than we realized. Mm -hmm. I have a contract that says it's supposed to be a 450 page book, um, which, you know, I wrote the yeah. I wrote the introduction. <laughs> By the time I was writing the introduction, I was a hundred pages in, and I still hadn't gotten to any of the spells. <laughs> I knew we were in trouble. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was just really going. I organized all the spells I had into categories, mm -hmm. and in some cases, I asked people, and, and some of them were friends gave me spells. Um, some of them are mine. There are a couple there. There are a couple love spells that are my mother's. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it is a favorite of, of mine. Like I said, I have both, both copies, the, the encyclopedia 5,000 spells and then the element encyclopedia 5,000 spells. Um, and we actually have the, um, one copy at the shop that we have, we have a library at the shop. I have like a little lounge nice. area. 
And we have a library with just books that I've brought in and some customers have donated, but we have that book. And I'm telling you that book, people come in and they immediately grab it. They're like, I need a spell for this. I'm like, yeah, that's the book. I'm like, you'll find, you'll find it. You'll find what you need in there because I'm, I'm in it all the time looking through it. My copies that I have here, um, like I, on my, my bookshelf back here, I have stuff highlighted. I have little tabs in there. I'm writing stuff in there. I'm just, it is my, when I say it, it is my go-to book. It is my go-to book. And I am always like, I I do, I say, you know, book of 5,000 spells. And some people are like, Oh, you know, what is it? And I pull it out and their eyes just get huge. I'm like, yeah, this is the book. I'm like, here, go sit, go sit with it and look through it. And you need it in your life. That, that really makes me happy because as I was writing it, I mean, it was not supposed to be a thousand pages. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be 450. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm normally a very punctual person. That book is literally the first time I was really late. The publisher would have been, I was so late. They would have been in the rights to cancel it. Oh, wow. I was so, Oh no! I mean, writing it was not fun. Um, it was it was miserable. I mean, I I I I couldn't type fast enough, uh, <laughs> and it was really I was convinced. And you know, it was before folk magic is very popular now, mm-hmm. but it wasn't then. It was a more snobbish era. But it's folk magic that I love, and most of the book is you know varying forms of folk magic. Yeah, and I was convinced that no one was going to read it if they read it they weren't going to like it. I was never going to write again. Uh, I have to go back to selling cosmetics or something. (laughs) I think I did among my many jobs. (laughs) So, so people show me their copies with the dog ears and the posted notes and the sticky notes and, you know, the stuff, you know, tucked into the pages. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't even tell you how happy it makes me. It It's just, it's, it's one of those, those books. And ev- anytime I'm trying to think of something and I'm just like, all right, let me, let me pull it out. And I just go through and as many times as I've gone through it and there's times I will just sit there and I will just read, I'll just read through it and look and go, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I like the way that, and, and I'll make notes about it. But every time I go into it, I'm always learning something new. Thank you. And, you know, it just, it kind of gives perspective too, because, you know, cause it's not just like, oh, there's like this one spell for, for this. It, you right. give all these options and I'm like, oh, I like that. And I could, I could do that. And, oh, I can maybe try this, ver-, you know, and it, I like how just the whole layout. And like I said, it's, it is my, it is my, my go-to. And that's why I love the fact that I keep, you know, keep it at the shop and people can come in and they can look at it. I mean, I, I'm, this is no joke. Whenever anybody's in there and they're sitting there in that, in that lounge area, they will have that book pulled out. Some people bring their notebooks, they got their phones, they're taking pictures of the spell they need. And then they're like, Hey, do you have this herb? Do you have this? What do you have this? And I'm like, yep, come on, let's go. And we build it together. And it's just, it's just amazing. I just, That's great. I love it. So with that, you know, the book, you know, has all these spells in it, you know, everything from like love and prosperity to protection and healing. So could you share an example of a particular like unique or spell that you like um, with everyone? Oh, oh, you know, I love so many of them. <laughs> that was sort of my problem when I be, the book was not written consecutively. Mm-hmm. I was just typing. I, I had a wonderful editor who stitched it together like a, like a quilt made of postage size stamp quilt pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the spells that i really love are these really really long poetic moroccan and russian spells Mm. i love them but they're long and they've got a lot of steps and they take a lot of page space so that was another hundred pages 
Mm-hmm. And that was just like 10 spells. So, um, what's that? You know, the thing with spells, people ask me, I am, you know, questions I am asked a lot. Have you done all those spells? And it's like, I have to say, you know, oh my God, it's no. Do you know there are, there are spells for smallpox in there? <laughs> I, I never, you know, it, it's good to know what they are, but I hope no one ever needs to do them. Right. Uh, so, you know, spells are, you know, you don't need, you need 5,000 spells. You need a book like that to teach you about the rhythms of spell casting. Mm-hmm. And once you, once you can get into that kind of a rhythm, you can create your own spells mm-hmm. anytime it, you, you just it's a, it's a language it's a vocabulary and once you pick it up you have the grammar then you you can create it but there are spells for you know there are spells for everything and different styles of spells mm-hmm. cleansing and you know there are spells with water and spells with fire and spells with you know, nothing, just with words. Um, do you have the time for me to give you two spells? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a spell that involves nothing but your mind. Okay. And you need, you need a, you need a good friend or a partner or somebody who's on your wavelength to practice with. Okay. But um, the thing with spells is that. You know, in a lot of languages, they call it working. They, mm-hmm. they, they won't call you a practitioner or a witch. They'll say, are you a worker? And the reason you have all the stuff, all the ingredients, the herbs and the crystals and all those things mm-hmm. is that they will they will help you do the work for you. They will help you carry it. So a lot of people like spells that involve nothing but your mind or language because they're inexpensive and you know you never run out of those Mm -hmm. you always have you know you don't have to go looking for a candle but they are you don't have any of the helpers so it's hard work you really have to pull it outside of yourself Mm -hmm. so this spell is probably not as needed as it used to be back in the days before texting and cell phones if you needed somebody to call you and this might be because you were you needed an interruption. Maybe you 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 needed somebody to call you because you were I don't know scary spouse and you needed a, a somebody to call so you could you know you could talk to them. You couldn't make the call, but or or you were someplace um, for whatever reason you needed that person to call you. And in the days when you couldn't just text them, mm-hmm. what you do, and it has to be somebody who knows you. So you can't do this with, you know, the celebrity who plays a superhero and they're in your mind, they're, your, they're your guardian, but they, they don't have your phone number. Uh-huh. <laughs> so darn, <laughs> right. What you, it has to be somebody who will, who will think of you and know where, where to find you. Um, and, it, you know, it may work a little bit differently now. now. Now maybe somebody will text you or just show up or do something like that. You have to see them in your mind. This is it. Pull them up in front of you from head to toe. It, they have to be wearing something that they would wear. So the person, my buddy, had an orange jacket. Mm-hmm. She might not be wearing that orange jacket at that moment, but it was something that was very easy for me to visualize and it was an actual thing that she had. Okay. Um, and you have to hold it. This is going to sound easier than it is. Hold it from head to toe. You have to see all of them. Mm-hmm. And hold it. Just hold the thought. Focus on seeing them. And it should make them think of you. And have that urge to get in touch. Okay. And in my experience, that works. And that is a good psychic exercise. One, it works as a spell. Uh-huh. And two, it's a good psychic exercise. Can you do it? Can the two of you get that wavelength on? Oh, so okay. I've, I've had good luck with that. Um, I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, for me, um, I was at one time married to somebody who 
would yell a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, if I, you know, and if I, if I didn't, I would sort of tune him out, tune her in, and then she would call and I'd get the phone and, you know, that whole thing was over. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And, and she would do it for me also. I mean, and I, I to be on the receiving end, it's just like, um, you know, you have this urge. Oh, I'm thinking of this person. I really should talk to them. And if you listen to those urges, if you listen to that little psychic voice inside, mm-hmm. it'll, you know, so it can't necessarily be someone who's sitting in an office all day and can't, you know, even if they feel you, they can't act on it. You have right. to choose the person well. Um, and huh, what else? What else? Give me a topic. What would you like? Uh, let's do... We get a lot of, we'll do protection. We get a lot of people coming in needing protection more for like, um, like just, they feel like there's just like a lot of, just a lot of negative energy that they need to get away, get away from them. Well, uh, the person who I was, the, the orange jacket person, she taught me this when I had a, a scary work situation. It, it is, it is an invocation to the Archangel Michael, mm-hmm. but if you don't want to work with Michael, you could substitute someone else. It is a technique. And if you are not interested in working with spirits, you can just do the the bubble of it. So I, I'm going to give you, the, I, I, to this day, I've been doing this a minimum of twice a day since 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lot. I do it in the morning in the evening you could do it as needed and if you're ever afraid it is it is this is also a verbal one it's verbal and visualization so it's easy to do okay there are other techniques also so it it comes with a little invocation which is michael to the right of me michael to the left of me michael before me michael behind me michael above me michael below me michael within me michael all around me michael with your flaming sword of cobalt blue, please, please protect me. Please protect me today. You can ask for protection for someone else. You can ask for protection for another person, for a building, for a community. The smaller that you do it is better because what you are doing as you're, you know, you're, you're creating a circle around yourself. And it is like Glinda, yeah. The bubble that Glinda comes in in, yeah. in, in, in the movie The Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. except in Michael's case, it is um, cobalt blue. And I literally visualize myself inside that bubble. I can see out of it. You can't see in it. It's bulletproof. It's arrowproof. It's evil eye proof. And I am just in it. And you have to see it because you have to. It has to go under your feet. Gotcha. It has to go all the way around. And you just hold yourself in there for, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds. You can do it for longer as a meditation. Um, Michael's, I, I would not, if you are not working with Michael, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily invite anyone in. You know, Michael within me, mm-hmm. I, I, I am okay with him. Michael within me, I perceive as a cleansing thing. But maybe I wouldn't do that with just, just you know. Let's be on the safe side. I, in um, in my encyclopedia of spirits, I think I have a list of, for for people who are afraid of spirits, I have a list of maybe six, six sacred beings mm-hmm. that are that are good, and you and are not tricksters, and are not. It's not about you. They are not going to harm you, because that's not who they are. Right. Even regardless of who you are. They're not going to harm you. And Archangel Michael, uh, the Archangels Gabriel and Raphael, Kuan Yin, Obatala. Um, so, so there are a couple, but there aren't a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very cautious with, you know, those words have power. Oh I yeah. Say, you know, um, and I, I would just hold that. It, it, it really. I mean, it helped me. I'm still doing it this many years later. It was very calming. Um, there are some variations. My friend Mary Grace Farron, who is the author of Italian folk magic, taught me her variant, 
which is fire of Michael to the right of me, fire of Michael to the left of me. But mm. you could, you know, you could substitute, if you substitute another being, I would substitute their color. So like for Oshun, you would want a golden bubble. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I love, I love, I love that. And that, and that visual can help because, you know, I've, I've done like visualizations and everything before, even just in like meditation, like in yoga and stuff where you, you imagine you're in, in this bubble, like this bubble of protection and, and everything. So I can definitely see how that can be, and be very powerful. Know, what's your, what, what do you need protecting from? I mean, mm-hmm. five dozen spells has a whole large section on protection magic mm-hmm. because, you know, are you looking for protection in general? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for protection from a specific person? What kind is, is it a stalker? Right. Uh, is is it is it a spouse or an ex? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, is, is it somebody who you know, you can create a mirror box either for yourself or excuse me for someone else so that they can't see you. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not invisibility like you can just go shoplifting and no one will see. Right. Uh, but but it, but it is, you know, sometimes the, the point of invisibility spells is that sometimes you don't want to be noticed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you go and do something and, and people don't realize you're there. And, and that that is, that is the, you know, even though you're there and you're not, not, and, you know, you're not, not visible. And if you draw attention to yourself, certainly people will see you. Mm-hmm. But if you're discreet and you're careful, it, it is the equivalent of a, a, a of an invisibility cloak they you know you can sometimes you need to be discreet and you need to get in and out of someplace without other people seeing you right yeah yeah and i yeah i completely agree and that's kind of like um it's interesting that you kind of mentioned that because it kind of can segue into um you know this this last question here about you know, how would, how to encourage like, you know, readers to approach their spell work kind of which with like this responsible and mindful attitude. And you just kind of, you know, answered it a little bit with, especially with that. Well, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to use profanity. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. I swear like a sailor. Uh, uh, well, me too. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there's a little fuck around and find out with that. <laughs> you know, if you're not respectful, what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And, uh, you, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can get you know, he will always, they'll ask me things like, are spells dangerous? Mm-hmm. And you know, the most dangerous thing about a spell usually is that, you know, it might work. Mm-hmm. You might actually get what you asked for. Right. So, so you know, be prepared. People, <laughs> right. Because people, people like do stuff because they don't think it's going to work. And the next thing, you know, you've cast a love spell on the sky and now you can't get rid of them. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, or, you know, all, all this stuff, or, you know, you, you've asked for the, you've done the job spell and now you have it. Uh-huh. You, you know, do you even want it really? But there is, you have to be careful. You know, it's, re- it is real life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, herbs and essential oils actually have, it's the original medicine. Mm-hmm. They have an impact on the body. And if you are not respectful of their power, you could end up, you know, that's got nothing. That's not just a magical thing. Like you could end up in the ER. Oh, you, yeah. You, you know? yeah. Yeah. You could end up six feet under if you don't, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's not because, like you know, I know I can't do this in my mundane life, but now I'm doing something magical. So mm-hmm. it's okay. It doesn't work like that or People, you know, if you make elixirs from crystals, you have to make sure it's not a toxic crystal. Right, exactly. And even with more esoteric topics, you know, herbs are very physical and crystals are physical. You can hold them. Mm -hmm. But if you are, if you are not a respectful person 
And if you are a person, you know, if you, if you are always having trouble, let's say, if, if you have trouble, you, you know, working with hierarchies, mm-hmm. you know, you are always, your boss is always telling you you're disrespectful, mm-hmm. then you have to be cautious with which spirits you work with because Michael Archangel Kuan Yin, they are very patient. If you behave badly, the worst thing they're probably going to do is not ignore you. You know, they'll Mm -hmm. just not pay attention to you. But there are volatile spirits who take offense very easily. And you can't, you can't touch them. But because you can't touch them or smell them necessarily, or, you know, it doesn't mean they're not real. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, I don't believe in coincidences. And I think if you're going to live in a magical life, you have to pay attention to what looks like coincidences. Mm-hmm. And they're not all the same and they're not all equal, but often what looks like a coincidence is the universe speaking with you. Someone is speaking to yeah. you. Yeah. And you have to pay attention. You know, if you've, if you have offended a being and all of a sudden you are having bad luck with certain things. Yeah should maybe pay attention oh yeah oh yeah i am i'm a firm firm believer in in that it's you definitely have to have definitely have to pay attention to things so um kind of like just like to to wrap things up a bit i know we've been talking we were talking about you know a lot about the encyclopedia 5000 spells but i have to bring up this um this piece in the the preface of pure magic that I just absolutely just, I just loved when I read it. I was just, I loved where you said, you know, ultimately all magic is personal. Pure magic was written with the intention of assisting in the discovery and enhancement of your magic. And it just, just that whole first, you know, sentence of ultimately all magic is personal. It just, it may seem like to some people like, oh, it's just, it's just, just like, you know, simple little sentence, but it actually just means so much. And it's so much of like what I even tell people, cause you have a lot of people nowadays that are like, oh, I have to do this because, you know, I saw it here and I have to do this because I watched this movie or I read this book. And it's just like, well, no, it's, you, you have guidelines, you have this, you have that, but ultimately it's all up to you and what you resonate with. And when I read that, I was like, I really like this. This is like just a great way to just explain it. Ultimately magic is all of it is personal. You know, there are sort of two ways. And this is going back to also what we were discussing. Before. Mm-hmm. There are sort of two ways of living a magical life mm-hmm. and i mean i find that i alternate between them and i'm sure there are more ways but one is you know it, it is a very beautiful and very romantic vision where you have you're in a place in your life where you have the time to you know put on like dress up and mm-hmm. go out and dance under the moon and concoct elixirs and it it's very beautiful and very romantic mm-hmm. or you know maybe maybe that's not your vision maybe you want like a you know something a little more gothy or a little more you know scary swamp witch or mm-hmm. you have a vision and you're you're like living you know it, it's almost like a magazine spread and mm-hmm. I, I don't mean that to be there's a lot of power in that and oh I, yeah I'm not saying that like you know people sometimes think I say that to be sort of mocking but I'm not mm-hmm. I mean I've done it I, I you know I love to go outside, like dance under the moon. Yeah. But there's another point in your life where, you know, sometimes things don't go right. Sometimes we find ourselves, we are living a life and this is not the life we signed up for. Mm -hmm. And life is throwing these lessons at us that we did not want to learn. And the other side of magic is this is not the life I want to lead. And I, the, the conventional solutions are not working. And I, I don't want 
to live this way. I want to live another way, or mm -hmm. I want to escape this. You know, even if you're not thinking about how you want to live, you can't live that way. So you have to get, I have to get out of this situation. I have to, mm -hmm. I have to rescue myself. I have to, to yeah. change something. And magic will enable you to do that. I find that for me was what changed me from being just a magic lover into being you know, a, a pretty much 24 seven magic maker. Mm -hmm. My life was not going where I wanted it to go. And I mean, I, I needed to, you know, magic will enable you to create the life that you want, or at least to get out of the life that you don't want and, yeah. and start to create. And, um, and so depending on what your circumstances are, you can't necessarily, you know, you can, you can see something and it looks like fun, but it might not be helping you do what you, and, and it should not be stressful. Magic mm -hmm. is supposed to help you deal with stress. So if you're going into debt or you can't find something or creating the spell makes you feel bad, mm -hmm. that's not the right spell for you. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, we can, I could literally just, talk to you for hours i'll come back <laughs> hours yes definitely i would love that i would love that thank so you thank tell, you for having me um tell everybody how they can how they can find you oh man i am such i i i have a website that is kind of down and i mean i keep saying i'm going to repair it and one of the one of these days you're going to go online and find it and it's oh, going to be go. fine hopefully sooner rather than later but it's 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 not today um <laughs> So I'm, I'm on a lot of social media. I am at, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm, I'm doing two events this fall. I would oh, like fine. to, my goal, probably closer to 2024. I don't even know what year it is. <laughs> is to start teaching some small classes. I would like to do some Zoom classes. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, 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 I miss, you know, I, I work a lot. I, I, I work for Wiser Books as an mm -hmm. editor and um, I work a lot. So I, I don't get out of the house. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to teach from the house. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, awesome. Well, I will definitely be including, you know, all of your uh, social handles in the show notes and everything. So people, Thank you. so people can find you. And, you know, I, I'm slow just, answering, you know, sometimes, but, but, but I will that, Hey, you know what? At least you answer. I'm glad, I'm glad you, I'm glad you answered, um, answered me when I, when I reached out. Cause I'm always like, uh, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I will definitely make sure, um, that all of that information is in there and people can, can find you and, you know, find out more about the, the books that you have, if they haven't already. And yeah, like I said, I, no joke. I have your books in, you know, book form, digital form. I pull them up on my phone all the time. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So I'm just, I just, I just, I love it. And I am so grateful that you, um, that you agreed to be on the show. So thank you so much. I really, I really enjoyed this. Me too. Thank you. So, um, so yeah. So anyway, so you can find, um, us don't forget, uh, our little online coven on, uh, Facebook, awaken the witch, where we have just a group of people that we like to share memes and, you know, ask questions and it's a very safe space. So you don't have to worry about, um, you know, being, mocked or, you know, being, you know, told that what you're doing is wrong. It's a great space to just come and connect with other people. We have people all over the world that are part of that group. We also have, uh, don't forget the shop, Facebook and Instagram pages, the podcast, Facebook and Instagram pages. And we have Miss Raven, Raven, the shop cat. She has her own Instagram because, you know, she really runs the shop, not me. So, um, anyways, um, thank you again, Judica. I really appreciate you um, joining me today and talking with me. And um, I hope we can connect again soon. 
I would love that. Thank you so All much. All right. Thank you. So this has been a production of The Still Room, music by Breakmaster Cylinder. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Take care, witches. Blessed be. Bye.